cross-platform native user interface, all from shared code, seems like a pipe dream, or is it a reality? On this week's show, we debate the pros and cons of using Xamarin Forms for native mobile development. All that and more on this week's Merge Conflict. Something strange happened to me this week, James. I decided that the next app I'm writing, I'm writing in Xamarin Forms. It's this cross-platform user interface framework, which in general I've avoided because I've totally been all about writing native platforms. That is, if I want an app to run on iOS and Android, then I basically have to write the user interface twice. But recently I've been checking out the Xamarin Forms, and I wanted Ah. to talk to you about it because I know you're a longtime supporter. Yes, welcome, welcome. I have my my fingers uh, twiddling over here like uh, Smith and Burns. <laughs> Ooh, um, yeah, welcome, yeah, welcome to the 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 lighter lighter side of cross platform mobile development. Frank, welcome. Where Montgomery Burns rules? That doesn't make any sense. You're confusing yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. It's a good thing. It's I often you know come across that with every single new application I build, which is how the heck do I want to build this thing? And I think a lot of developers are in that space where you know, cross-platform user interface is very, um, you know, very tantalizing in a way. It's very, it's like the dream, right? You just write yeah. it and it's beautiful and it's native. Yeah. Or for me, uh, I think it's a little bit about removing doubts and just being able to focus on the app a little bit more. What mm-hmm. I find right now is when I'm uh, writing my apps is I'm spending a lot of time thinking about the architecture and how I'm going to do this cross-platform and that cross-platform. And I was looking back at some of my old stuff, some of it written in VB. And I was thinking, remember the good old VB days where all I just did was UI? Like, you just focus <laughs> on the UI. It's UI first, you know, data comes second. And I was thinking, those were the good old days. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm tired of this architecture stuff. I just want to write apps. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I was I was trying to do a new project, just I live streamed something not too long ago about like, be building this little tic-tac-toe application. And... I tried to do it in 90 minutes and I wanted to make sure I could do it on iOS and Android. So I actually spent most of the video on the back end, like not too much on the user interface. And, and I chose Xamarin Forms to do it with. And and it was interesting because by the time that video was done, like I actually had like an app that was somewhat functional on two platforms in 90 minutes. And yeah. it, it didn't look amazing, but it like looked pretty <laughs> no. good. And it was native controls and it looked like it should on each platform, you know, the little material design and this and that on it, it was it was pretty cool. And I think that was the, that's the, the interest that when I start a new, new project is, you know, what do I do, right? Do I go down this path of cross-platform UI or do I just say, listen, I really am making a, you know, want to just make the most beautiful user interface with every single control. And there's some trade-offs there. Mm-hmm. Um, so how did you, how did you go about deciding that this was, you were going to do it that, you know, do yeah. jump all in or what's your experience with Xamarin Forms before this, I should say? Uh, my experience with Xamarin Forms before this has been mixed. I've often started apps in it and then abandoned it because I got frustrated by uh, what the curse is. I know iOS so well, right? So I want to mm-hmm. do things the iOS way. And like I keep trying to structure the apps that way and do things like that. And it just kind of fights against uh, the Xamarin Forms model. So I was having a few problems there. And mostly it was just. I was missing all the um, whiz-bang features that iOS gives you. So it was hard to handle the common denominator like this thing. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I think that 
for me as a Android developer too, I, I know the platform so well and I know the full capabilities of what pla- of what Android mm-hmm. can do. And and it makes sense that if you're using a cross-platform framework that you're not going to get all of it, you know, you're going to get quite a yeah. bit of it. Um, and you got to realize that, hey, I'm writing almost 99% of my code or 98% of my code in the shared project. So there's some workarounds that you may have to go through as far as uh, accessing those native features that don't come as easy. Now, did you go with a portable class library or are you going to go oh, shared geez. project? We're, we're going to start that argument right away. The correct answer <laughs> is shared projects. That is correct. Um, I'm all in. Uh, um, yeah, that, sure. Because <laughs> well, it thinks about when, I, when I'm when i accessing the native feature, sometimes it's so easy just to you know conditionally compile those. Yeah. Um, and that's the truth. I actually do do shared projects mostly just for that feature, even though I find myself not using it very often, mm. fortunately. Got it. Yeah, me too, actually. I just like, I usually mostly like clean code, but every once in a while I'll do it, you know. Um, <laughs> that's cool. So now if people don't know what Xamarin Forms in, I, I should take a step back. Um, when we, we introduced this topic is that, you know, we're both Xamarin developers. We're longtime desktop developers and mm-hmm. server developers. We've done a, the gambit of things. And I, I mean, I've always described Xamarin as the native cross-platform approach. I always said that it was the best for developing one yeah. platform or all the platforms, just in C-sharp. Yeah, when I first started using it, I it was only available on iOS, and I still found benefits with it. So to me, it's always been a native kind of thing. So if you want to present a UI, you use the UI system built into the phone itself. Yeah, yeah. And then with Xamarin Forms, is kind of like a library that lays on top of it, uh, on top of Xamarin, and gives you a cross-platform user interface you write in XAML or in C-sharp. I'm a big XAML believer um, and all about that XAML and data binding and all that goodness that's there. Mm-hmm. So that's how I've always done it. Um, and then what's interesting about the Xamarin Forms approach, though, is that you don't lose that native you know, Xamarin goodness. It still lays down the native controls. So a button is a UI button or an Android yeah. widget button or a Windows button at the end of the day, and you click it, and they just have an abstraction over the UI elements mm-hmm. that are there. And I'll, I'll tell you, Frank, I fell in love with Xamarin Forms two years ago when it was introduced. It's been like almost two years at this point, maybe longer. I can't even <laughs> remember since 1.0. And I fell in love with it because, you know, I realized that it was going to be some trade-offs that maybe I won't get the optimal performance or every single UI widget. But I guess what I've fallen in love with Xamarin Forms with is the extensibility model of Xamarin Forms and plus all my plugins, which like, you know, bring in that native <laughs> functionality. But promote, promote. <laughs> promote, promote. But after two years, I find it hard to actually develop an app now in the traditional way. Okay. So that's interesting. Mm-hmm. No, I was still resisting. Um, so while you say like Xamarin Forms, it's a layer on top of the native user interface layer. So mm-hmm. it abstracts it. So you only have to write your code once. I'm all in on that. That's why I want to use it. That's what I'm talking about going back to the Visual Basic days. But then you brought up the point of um, it shows like the native controls. And it does. But it's uh, like, uh, uh, <laughs> what's the valley? Uh, there's the valley with robots that look human, but they Uncanny valley. Thank you. There's an uncanny valley with the user interface because you create like a navigation control and the default bar color is the wrong color. And you're just like, oh, it's so close, but so different. And so I always found that just 
really distracting. But mm. I've decided that uh, th- the trick to using Xamarin Forms, I think, is um, not to model a native UI, but basically design your own UI. It's mm. really telling you, here are a lot of primitive controls. Build a very fancy UI using them. And don't worry so much about uh, what it, exactly Apple would have done in this case. Yeah, totally. And I think you can get really crazy custom. Does it scare you that that like not every control is available out of the box? Or, or when you pick this application that you're building, we're like, oh, you know, this application fits the Xamarin Forms model. Yeah, actually, I, I like Xamarin Forms mostly because it has most of the controls that I need. When I reflect mm-hmm. back on the Visual Basic days, <laughs> that they were the <laughs> awesome, healthy on days. But at the same time, I think we had like 16 controls, like, it, it, if you, <laughs> it doesn't bear scrutiny, that memory. So Xamarin Forms actually has a fair number of controls. And so for the kind of apps that I want, what I've decided is that for the few other kinds of controls that I need, I'll just write my own, uh, what they call renderers. So I can write for each platform a version of the control. And that way it works everywhere. And I was really worried about that system i thought it was difficult and hard but it turns out to be super easy so i've just kind of decided that's fine yeah i think that i think them reforms kind of gives you that super easy introduction where like the nice thing that i like coming from an ios android developer point of view is that a lot of the controls or they call them views which i wish they call them controls yeah. <laughs> but the the controls that they offer have very ios android names which makes it kind of easy like a label is a label and a activity indicator is an activity indicator which i kind of like um entry i always forget though entry is a text box it's not yeah. called text box it's called entry <laughs> but yeah. i think and comes those ones, it's different on all three text box text field and um to edit text is what it is on Android. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. And entry kind of makes a lot of logical sense and they rename some things. And people are very upset about that too because they're like, oh, they changed all these names. So I was like, it's Xamarin. It's like, it's its framework. So when you go to learn it, it makes a lot of sense. And the nice thing is the data binding, I think that's what blows it away for me because yeah. like in general, because I've done MVVM Cross and MVVM Lite and those are great ways to spice up a you know native traditional Xamarin app. But like, oh, it's just included and I have all my helper libraries and like, I can just get, I can get so much done in such little time. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's come a long ways. I think, you know, for me, I built two Evolve conference applications with Xamarin Forms and the 2014 app was pretty okay. The 2016 app, whoa, that was way, you know, so much better. Just like, you know, and it, and it helped that I had been using Xamarin Forms for much longer and I knew about the custom renderers and I knew about the performance. Yeah. I knew about all these little tweaks and twists that I could do with it. But also, like you said, you're an iOS developer. So if you want to go write all those custom controls, you can do it. Just like I've done iOS and Android for a long time. So I modified the user interface, right? Like literally in the startup code of that application, it says, if you're on iOS, use tabs. If you're on <laughs> Android or Windows 10, use flyout navigation. And then I just kind of did different routes of my, of my, you know, my, my application based on the platform. And I think that's kind of a unique aspect that some developers don't realize that they can do is you can modify it and tweak your code and manipulate it in a way that it really spices it up on certain platforms. Yeah, I have to admit the data bindings, one of the parts that I just kind of want, I'm getting tired of writing that code by hand, basically. Mm -hmm. And I've gotten, um, 
I'm going to I'm going to call it terrible because a software engineer would call it terrible, but I'm going to say I really love my style, and that is I've completely eliminated the view model layer. Now, for oh. those who don't know, <laughs> so the way we generally write apps is we have uh, code that deals with the user interface and then code that deals with the data of the application. And then there's a go-between. Some people call them controllers, other people call them view models, but whatever. It's the code that makes the UI talk to the data and back and forth. And I was just getting tired of writing that layer. So I'm binding um, a lot of the UI directly to the data. Basically, I'm writing an app in a way no one recommends anymore. But gosh, you know, when you're just writing an app, it's just it's fine, honestly. <laughs> it's You're just, just shoving things into click handlers. <laughs> user interfaces, like, I don't know. They're not rocket science. Like, a user interface should be easy to write, flexible. Like, you got to go to beta testers when they tell you how they want the UI to change. That's got to be an easy change for you to make. So I'm just getting really tired of over-engineering my apps, and I just want it to be more flexible for just adapting to making better user interfaces. And do you think Xamarin Forms has, has, in your usage so far, has allowed you to do that? Like, really be more flexible? Because, I mean, granted, you're making one user interface for three different platforms, but do you find it's more flexible than the the native, you know, Android XML and storyboard files? I mean, I don't know if you use storyboards, but, you know, your code behind probably. Again, I, I miss the loss of control. I, I hate being forced into the... Uh, reactive world of model binding. I, I want the benefits of model binding. So that's where the user interface and the data object are uh, kept in sync with each other. And it's done automatically, so you don't have to write that code. Sure. I want all that, but um, I get frustrated by having to make everything reactive. Like every object has to broadcast to the world. That, oh, my, something changed in me. And then someone changed in my child and my child changed and this changed and that changed. And I, I do love functional programming. And it's just weird for me to think about all these little objects broadcasting all their change events to the world. And, it, and then on top of that, you have to write the code to actually do all those change events. So there is a bit of boilerplate code that you have to write with the style. Yeah, I'm always curious of how many developers go into Xamarin Forms and like either know MVVM or it's their first time doing MVVM and how many developers are actually using the the model binding? Because you don't have to. Like no, that was one thing I remember talking to Joseph with. He's like, you know, all of it's in your shared code. You could just write the click handler, like, you know, yeah. disable, I, enable. I love that. I love that escape valve. So uh, that's the more procedural style instead of the declarative style of writing apps. And it's just yeah, it's good to have it because that's how VB did it. So it's good to have uh, VB style back too. Yeah, and I, I do it from time to time. I mean, some I mean, some people think about the testability of their applications. Like, oh, everything mm -hmm. has to be in this view model, and that has to be super testable. It's like, yeah. well, mm, sure, if you really <laughs> need it to be. But at some point, I just like to have a little click handler because if I have to do more work to get that to do what I want it to do, I'll just put in the click handler. A good yeah. example of that is sometimes you might have a list of data and let's say it's not selectable. So you want to tap on it in, in, in Xamarin forms and even in the native ones, you have to like deselect it. So what you could do is like, you could, you know, create like a bindable selected item and then set it to null every single time or something mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. Or you could just say list item tapped 
and then set the the selected item to null, like literally one line of code without having to do this whole rigmarole uh, yeah. with it. So I do that often. Or like people are like, oh, I like to put the the, the view model <laughs> binding inside the XAML and all this stuff. I'm like, or just onloading, like on on page load. Do I have any <laughs> yeah. items? No. All right, go load them. You know, that's what I do all the time. Yeah, you got to have a little procedural code um, release valve. And the nice thing is you're only writing this once and you're getting it on multiple platforms. So you only have to do that kind of hacky thing once instead of repeating it over and over again. And I wanted to roll back something that maybe you could elaborate on a little bit more, Frank, which is you said earlier that, you know, you do a lot of iOS development. So you needed to kind of switch your mind a little bit to enter this cross-platform yeah. Xamarin forms world. How how did you do that? Or like, what what did that look like? Um, <sighs> my initial reaction was, I'm going to call it embracing the ugly. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, so the problem is, if you um, write an iOS app using all of Apple's standard controls, you get a half decent looking app by default. The colors mm-hmm. look decent. Everything's laid out nicely. Everything animates nicely. It's all good. But then. Uh, if you're not trying to mirror that style and you're just creating your own app, now you're responsible for creating all the whimsy in the app, all the good looking things. Uh, what does your toolbar look like? What is your icon style? What does all that look like? You can adopt an iOS style if that's what you're familiar with, like me. And so I think that was part of my first problems was I would keep trying to push iOS design thoughts onto it instead of trying to come up with the app's own kind of design if that makes sense, like the app's design should be unique to that app. And I think if you go that route, um, well, then <laughs> I keep calling it ugly because in my head, I'm just seeing like, you know, uh, the Windows Metro style with giant colored rectangles everywhere. I feel like that's what all these apps turn into. It's possible. Yeah, I mean, I think that like when I built the Evolve Conference application, like I, I always, someone once told me, um, I think it was Adam Wolf, one of one of our old MVPs that came to conference. He said, you know, I, I like to start my applications and I start ugly. Like I start the apps ugly because <laughs> it can always, <laughs> always get prettier, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, and the first iterations of the Xamarin Evolve app, like they looked real bad. I mean, I had lucky that I had Antonio <laughs> who, uh, who made like beautiful designs and tweaks and these little, little itty bitty things. And if you look at that code, You'll see that there's like if iOS, if Android, if Windows, like all over the place. Darn. Yeah. See, I don't want to go that route. If I'm doing that, I'm kind of losing. I guess if those are little tweaks at the end of the project, okay. But if those are required things, I I hope it doesn't devolve into that. Oh, yeah. What I did is I took the last week and I said, okay, I'm going to add the the last week of polish. And I think that's pretty typical. I think that a lot of developers getting started... When I start building an application, even if it's iOS or Android, it doesn't look beautiful off the bat. I just want to get the main buttons, the main click, because I'm changing UI all the time. Right. Once it's set, then I start making it look pretty. Like Xamarin Forms, I don't know if you've messed around with this thing too much, but there's these things called effects, which are awesome. Basically, you can spice up any of the controls on it. So you get a simple on attach, on detach. And it's, and it's less of a custom render. A custom render is like a full custom control, like my circle image control, like this is a circle image. But let's say you have an entry box, you can change it and you can like make the background or make it so it's like an underscore, like just access any of the properties of the native control without having to worry about life cycle. It's just on a, unattached, on detached. So like it loaded and it unloaded, you know, from I the see. UI. 
And they're super simple because you could only implement it on one platform. So for instance, Frank, if you're like, oh, you know what, that navigation bar, just I wish it was like a little bit different on iOS. You just create a navigation bar effect and then it would modify whatever you want on it. Or the button is probably a good example. But then they have all these animations. Like, have you messed around with, I know you're an animation (laughs) guy. Have you messed around with the animation system? Well, <laughs> so when you were first talking about effects, at first I thought you were talking about animations. And so I was, I was thinking about this whole topic I want to talk about now. But it's uh, I was thinking about, oh, your button's wiggling or it turns, it, it expands and it contracts and it gets really blurry and everything relays out and it's super mm-hmm. ugly. But that's what I was originally thinking of. But this effect system that you were talking about of doing little tweaks uh, to the controls on each native platform, that sounds awesome. Thanks for that. I do need oh, yeah. to look into that more now animations yeah there's, um, <laughs> yeah there's a bunch built in to to it too and there's a community toolkit project i'll put in the show notes that i've been trying to help spearhead a little bit and there's like about 20 that we they, the team has already made so things like blur effects like oh, i have this image mm-hmm. blur effect or i have this yeah. button like shadow thing or underline on a text entry or there's little ones too like auto hide the keyboard or on on ios like um mm-hmm. do yeah. you want it to uh, like an entry uh, on Xamarin Forms, you know, there, it's the default implementation. And iOS and Android, the keyboards work a little bit differently, mostly with autocorrect. And I'm sure you're well aware of autocorrect. Yeah. On iOS, is very aggressive. <laughs> and uh, sometimes you want to turn it off, especially in a password field. So they have an effect that's literally uh-huh. effect. And in the XAML, you say attach, you know, no, <laughs> no suggestions. Like it's one yeah. line of code, you know, it just does it. Hmm. So that all sounds good, but now you're making me worry that I need like a big repository of these things. Hopefully someday they'll be brought into the main library itself. But yeah, yeah, there's a few in there already. Like in the in the main line, there's a few, but you know, libraries are good. We like libraries, right? Okay. Lots of nougats. My projects need. Yeah, part of it's embracing this whole like, yeah, using other people's code thing. (laughs) Yeah, you have to. You got to use some plugins. You got to use some that. and you're speaking about uh, about libraries, Frank. Uh, well, I think that we should talk about maybe a sponsor right now. Yeah, there's a big library that I've been using quite a bit in my applications that I love. Um, and you've been monitoring from afar, <laughs> from from a mile away. Not Frank's even been... too afar. I get emails on a pretty regular basis about his app on Raygun. Yes. Um, and I will say that's actually what I wanted to point out this week, because if you don't know Raygun, you can listen to any of our, our episodes and Raygun's again, uh, back again to help sponsor Merge Conflict. And truly, they're really everything that you need, no matter what type of application you're building for fully just beautiful crash reporting to really detect and diagnose software errors and also do real user monitoring of your applications. So works with any application, Xamarin, iOS, web, JavaScript, you name it anywhere, right? It's awesome. And what's really cool is every week you get this report. And, and Frank got this report and it's really beautiful. It says how your app's doing, like how it, there's statistics about how many of your users are coming back into your application. Like is, how does this compare against the industry average? Like how many crashes have occurred? You know, what's the usage statistics? And you can track all these really interesting things. And um, what I found out is that I was leaking <laughs> new, new people. Like I was getting more new people than returning people. And that's because I was using search ads, I think, to actually increase my numbers. But my, my return rate was actually really good. I was actually really impressed. And I was like, whoa, this is really cool. I don't have to do any math. Just mm-hmm. Raygun did it for me. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. And they also give you uh, neat little statistics. Like, I know what your average load time of your app is, and I got to say it's a little bit high. And so they call that out. They tell you, they send you an email telling you, maybe you should improve this. Yeah. I like it. It's so cool. Like all these little things that I didn't know were going to happen when I, when I first put in this cross platform library and, and signed up for Raygun. It's really cool. I recommend everyone check it out. A full 30 day trial for merge conflict listeners. Go to raygun.com slash merge conflict to learn more. Thanks Raygun again for the sponsorship. Thank you, Raygun. Yeah. And as you're building these user interfaces, I mean, do you think it's really helping that you already know all iOS and all this stuff? Uh, like if you were a new developer, (laughs) it's really not because all I do think about is, yeah, I wish I could do this how I want to. I wish I could do this how I want to. I wish I could do this, but I'm hoping that'll pass. That's what I meant about embracing the ugly. You got to embrace it. I got to like do a little mind warp on myself. You got to, that's what I had to do. I think at some point I said, I said, all right, well, I know material design and all these crazy animations and this and this you can mm-hmm. do. And I'm just like, one, I don't even have time to do that in my normal apps. Like, exactly. <laughs> like, uh, you know, unless you're like this huge, ginormous company that has like 20 developers, I'm a solo developer. Yeah. I can only do so much. And um, yeah, man, I've been blown away just by how productive I can be I- once you gave up that grasp. I, I want to talk about that because like I was saying before, I keep architecting my apps, even if it's just going to be on iOS, I keep abstracting it in such a way that it can be somewhat cross-platform. I always think about like, how hard would this be to port to Android or how hard would this be to port to Windows, say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I spend time, I slightly over-engineer it so that it's easy to port, but then I realize I'm not going to go on those other platforms because it's too much engineering effort basically to rewrite the ui and then maintain it maintenance is a big deal when you're a single developer and so (laughs) i just have to avoid that yeah you can you can only do so much and then from the the idea of trying to support multiple applications and then update them and then update the ui and get the features Mm -hmm. implemented in one spot i mean you just add a new feature, you add it once, and then you get one, two, three, four platforms. Yeah. And I think what's really, in, like, you know what's really intriguing to me about Xamarin Forms at this point is that it's on a lot of platforms, but it's also coming to more platforms. Like, there's a Mac version in the pipe. Yeah, actually, that was kind of a deal maker for me uh, because I'm a big believer in Mac apps, and mm. I just... I love the platform. I think Mac laptops are awesome. And I think you can still charge a nice price on the Mac app stores. So it's a good revenue center. And so I want to continue to make Mac apps. Uh, so the real question for me was, uh, can I get Xamarin Forms to run on Mac? And turns out some people are already working on that. Thank God. Yeah. Yeah. Which is really cool. I think Miguel t- started spearheading it and then got it to, to go. And then there's a, there's a branch already on the GitHub repo and it's open source, which I think is really nice too. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I also think I saw a TVOS branch. I'm not positive maybe in there. I've been, oh, I think I've been spouting, <laughs> spouting a TVOS branch. I don't That's know. Cool. It's, it seems like it's a natural fit, right? That'd be kind of cool. Everyone needs a text editor on the TV. <laughs> well, that's what's so hard is, you know, I love Xamarin because I can go to every single platform. I always thought that that was one of our unique, unique characteristics is that you can go to every platform if you need to. Yeah. Um, if you and even if you're building with Xamarin Forms, you may not go to every platform, right? But uh, the ability no, but to it, say, 
listen, I can build a user interface for any of these platforms one way, I think is really, really intriguing. Yep. And that's it. It just gives you the option. Right now, I don't release some apps on Android because it's going to require months and months of work uh, to write them for Android. But if I can say uh, it'll be weeks of work and the maintenance will aggregate into the same maintenance as iOS. So when you fix a bug, you fix it in one place. When you introduce a feature, it's introduced in one place and branches out. Just from that maintenance perspective, it's so much better. Yeah. So the Mac version, it's a little tricky because you got to build it and you need a Windows machine to build Xamarin Forms. So I haven't quite figured it all out. I kind of wish they would just release a NuGet. Yeah, I think they need to they need to start doing some. They're being a little bit more transparent, I should say, by this, um, which they actually have a public roadmap. Uh, have you seen the feature roadmap yet? Uh, you know, I, I did start to read it, but why don't you tell us about it? Because I'm curious. Where are we going with this product? When's the yeah, so nougating, please? The nougatizing of it. Yeah, so they have a public roadmap and they created the, like on the Xamarin forums, um, this like Xamarin forums evolution where you can give us, give them the team, like, all the feedback you want. And the, the feature roadmap specifically is around, hey, these are milestones. These are releases we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um, they started this, I think, in December. And it was like, hey, we're about to release this new version and here's what's going to be included with it. Um, and then also what's coming down the pipe all the way through May. So kind of a six month roadmap. All right. Give and me some highlights. What do we got? Yeah. yeah. So the, the big, big stuff that I'm super excited about is that, Hey, they're actually finishing a lot of these things that have been in preview for a while. So, <laughs> um, well, one, they're adding accessibility support, which is a huge right. thing, um, for people doing accessibility and adding accessibility features that was under proposal they're adding. Mm-hmm. Um, and that one has two benefits that a it helps everyone in the world, uh, pretty much anyone who needs anything changed the UI adapts to it, but then B it helps you because you can actually write uh, automated UI tests if you have all that stuff worked out nicely. So exactly. it's a win-win situation there. Exactly. They're finishing a few other things such as carousel view, which like has been around for a while, like flipping through some images and they're going to finish that finally. Uh, that old thing. Who has carousels yeah. anymore? Yeah, <laughs> whatever. Just images. I think what's really intriguing though is that they um, recently just shipped this thing called native view declaration. Um, you got me. I can't even guess. So what this does is it Oh, aims- wait, I got it. Wait, I, I have a guess. So okay. you insert this native view into your code, and then you can tell it which class on each different platform to instantiate. How close am I? Well, it's a little bit different. So let's say you uh, have a custom control inside of your iOS or Android project. Inside of your XAML, you can say like iOS UI text field, and it will just have the native controls and all the fields on it. Nice. In the XAML. Okay, so now you can do native UIs in XAML. That's cray cray. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. That's available today in 233. Um, and you can guard that with like a platform statement somehow? Mm-hmm. Yep. Cool. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, yeah, that's a fun escape valve. Yeah, that, that one I really like. I think that's really cool. Um, I think for the next release, it's official that they're going to add the Mac OS preview to the NuGet. Um, so inside of it it'll be 
just available. So inside the yeah. NuGet, so the Mac OS will be in the box and this is supposed to be February. So right around, hopefully, I don't know when it's going to come, but soon, hopefully, um, which I think is really cool. And of course they're doing a whole lot of optimization. So they, they have these things called fast renderers, which are optimized built-in yeah. and custom view renderers, like a bunch of stuff they're doing, a bunch of start time improvements for Android and iOS. Um, which I think will hopefully Raygun will tell me in a, in a month or two <laughs> that my startup time is improved. Um, yeah, actually, I saw a presentation on some of this stuff. It was quite interesting. Uh, they were saying that one of the performance issues you get with XAML is that every view, every control on the screen is actually two views to the operating system. Mm. And so they have this new technique to um, decrease all that just to make the UI more efficient from the operating system's point of view. It's really just a refinement. It's not necessary, but it's nice to see them working on performance like that. Yeah, I like that. And performance, I think, is the biggest thing for me in my applications. When I choose Xamarin Forms, I've been always really pleased with the iOS performance. The Android performance on startup is a little slow mm. sometimes based on my compilation methods. Uh, and they're doing a lot to address that, which like they're like, hey, listen, we know that we're improving, it, which I think is very good with this roadmap of the transparency of what's going on. Because yeah. it's not like you hear about this transparency from Apple or from Google of like the big changes <laughs> that they're making into the operating system. Like the team is very transparent and you get one announcement, wait till June, you'll find out. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I think that's cool. They're making some changes around the XAML compilation, but also they're eventually later this year, they're going to ship a single DLL for, for Xamarin Forms, oh, yeah, which, I saw that. which will really well, improve the performance on Linker. So can yeah. you give us a pro tip? Uh, what's the, what's the fastest way to get a XAML Android app to load? Um, well, the biggest thing with, with it is make sure that you have like compiled XAML on. So that's like a little feature flag that you can add in your it's assembly like attribute you have to put everywhere, or can you do a global attribute? You can do a global assembly. Um, I actually have a tip on creating performant applications with Xamarin Forms on the Xamarin Show, so, which I'll add in the Whoa, show notes for nice. sure. That was an but, uh, unintentional promotion. <laughs> yes, that's the biggest one. And then what I always recommend is uh, you have two things that are happening, right? So you have the the Xamarin Android mono kind of spinning up, and then you have Xamarin Forms spinning up. Mm -hmm. So if you kind of look at some of my applications, I, I create this extremely elegant splash screen, which almost all Android apps now have because Google rolled it into the official um, specification of design. They okayed splash screens after 10 years, um, okay. <laughs> even though people so have used them. how does that make loading faster? So it is an obstacle illusion yes. <laughs> of, <laughs> of making it load faster. Trick. So, so is the, it animated or is it just like an iOS splash screen? It's very much like an iOS splash screen. Yeah. So what did you have before? So previously you would just load the activity and then it would just be like a white thing and you were hoping that everything was going extremely <laughs> fast. Seriously? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was that's that's Android. A lot of people just put splash screens anyways, <laughs> but yeah. Usually the biggest thing is is this the same as that just make sure you don't put a lot of startup code inside of your main activity or your application yeah. that's loading xamarin forms or in just your main load of your app right right don't run anything on load basically yeah just try to do is put a, put a bunch of sleep timers use async await just say sleep for two seconds and then start all your services yeah yeah totally yeah i mean that if you can delay load all that until the rest of the ui is inflated then you're pretty good yeah yeah yeah. 
Um, I think that that's probably, you know, the best example to do of kind of creating performant applications. I think that um, some problem that I always run into is that I'm so used to just kind of shoving views inside of views inside of views inside of views. Mm -hmm. And iOS doesn't really have this problem because you're inside of a like storyboard and you're laying down these controls. And it really nailed the UI framework that if you look at their controls, look at the view hierarchy for their controls, they have Mm -hmm. layers and layers and layers of views, uh, things that take up space, but the operating system still beautifully runs at 60 frames per second. It's a really amazing system they've built. Exactly. But, but Android, <laughs> not so much. Um, it really hates layers. Um, Turns out. <laughs> yes, they're, they're, they're trying to do a lot of that. So often what happens is I'm so used to like doing a stack layout and like shoving stack layouts inside of stack layouts and doing padding and doing stuff like that. And what I try to do is, is minimize or kind of compress down my layout as much as mm-hmm. possible to kind of say, listen, well, if I need some padding, I'll just add a margin instead of padding and then kind of, you know, use a grid and optimize things. So it's not just a bunch of stack layouts like, oh, you know what? I really need a, these two things to be horizontally next to each other. So I kind of look at the controls and try to break out of my mold of just using stack layouts everywhere. Cause that was a problem in Android is they never Uh, really had a good grid layout. See, I lost my grid layout. Yeah. I'm stack layouting everywhere. So you're telling me grid is the way to go? Grid is the way to go. Grid is grid is your friend. Got it. Um, it's like it, a it newspaper. Just, yeah, it's great. It makes so much sense. Um, so I got to those skills. I, I never use grids because it was so much XAML to write. <laughs> you have to, it's, problem with, it's a pretty ugly syntax, I got to say. Yeah, the grid, the grid, the problem with the grid, I love the grid, especially on I, I love the grid, <laughs> is the grid, um, is that, it's almost kind of that further optimization later on, because if you're modifying your UI a lot, then you have to like modify your rows and columns all the time. So that kind of becomes the problem. It's like, oh, I need to add this other thing. Oh, I got to like go and bump all right. the other things down. Oh, you can create a problem at pragmatic too. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah. That's an actual real debate I have with um, Xamarin Forms is how much to embrace the XAML and not. In general, I love XAML. I, I, I want the data binding and all that good stuff. But on the second hand, I hate having to create so many XAML files. I got to learn how to use resources, I think, better. Oh, yeah. That's one thing that's really interesting is is Xamarin Forms like uses all those app resources and they can do like styles and all this stuff. Like, I don't have time for that, but like, I just like, you know, you could, um, yeah. and like make templates and control templates. Like it, it's like really, it's actually really impressive. I think, you know, a lot of people when they look at Xamarin Forms, I do, it's like not, you don't realize like how impressive and how much stuff is actually in there. Yeah, the truth is the out of the box experiences, it's a pretty bland UI because it's trying to be this bland area between Android and iOS, but it dresses up nicely if you give it some time and a little bit of energy and create some of these resources. (laughs) Yeah, and just look at the documentation. That's what I always tell people is like, yeah, there's docs. Just go look at them. I swear they're great. Oh, there's so many docs though. All the (laughs) docs. It's like starting over. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I will say this. Frank, there's going to be one feature that I think the audience or listeners should know about too, because a lot of times you you may have an existing Xamarin traditional application and you're like, oh, maybe I should rewrite this all in Xamarin forms. Mm-hmm. Um, and the answer is pro- probably not. Like you, you have it working, like maybe long, <laughs> yeah. long term. Rewrites are a big deal. Yes. Don't do it lightly. <laughs> 
but they're creating this thing called Xamarin Forms Embedding. Have you heard of this? Uh, I, I'm, I'm guessing at what you're going to say, and then I'm going to say we've always had this. But tell me, what is Xamarin Forms Embedding? We've kind of always had it, but it didn't work how it needed to work. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the idea Better is API. that you can create a Xamarin Form XAML page with all your data bindings, all that stuff in it, and inside of your iOS or Android traditional Xamarin project. So the idea is you have a traditional Xamarin iOS or Android project. And, oh, I need a settings page. Well, that's really easy. I need a login page. I'll create that in Xamarin Forms. So then you say like to native page. And on iOS, it'll create a UI view controller. On yep. Android, a fragment. And then I think just a view or whatever it is on our page on Windows 10. And then boom, it's like yep. super performant Xamarin Forms page inside of your traditional Xamarin app. Yeah, I actually take advantage of this in my IDE because my IDE allows you to program Xamarin Forms code. And all that, what it does is after you write the code, it creates that object and then calls the old function with something like create view controller to view controller or something like that. And so we had this little feature to just embed stuff all throughout your apps. And that was my kind of gateway drug <laughs> into Xamarin Forms. So I was like, yeah, there's this little uh, window I need to pop up. I really don't, you know, I'll just write a little XAML code. It's easier. And so I started doing that. Now, weren't you on the XAML or w WPF team? Weren't you on one of those teams at Microsoft at one time? I was on the WPF team. Uh, we called it Avalon back then. And we that's where we designed XAML. Yes. And I like to joke <laughs> that I never got very good at writing XAML, even though I was on that team. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. It's a whole mind change. I remember when I worked at Canon, we were all WinForms all day, every day. Right. That That's my specialty. <laughs> all day, every day. Just drag and drop, putting pinning things to corners. Visual basic. It's all Ugh. you need. Buttons yeah. and rectangles. Yeah. It's all you need. Like 14 other controls. <laughs> I remember I remember looking at XAML the first time when I had I think I had to do a Silverlight app or a WPF app, one of the two. And like it clicked right away. Like I MVVM WPF, like it clicked. Mm -hmm. But like I could see so many people struggling with it just because like they were so used to the WYSIWYG, you know, just drag and drop, putting everything and pinning. Truth be told, I, I, I'm one of those people. And one of the reasons I didn't like XAML was I kept trying to use it, like uh, using the visual designers where you drag and drop controls and drag them around and do things like that. Uh, because those, those designers, if you remember the old Visual Studio ones, were kind of slow and kind of bad. And so they never got the like great feel of the rapid application development that the older tools used to have. And so lots of wars within me. Like, I didn't want to learn XAML syntax. I wanted to use the designer, but I hated the designers. So what am I going to do? Go back to WinForms. <laughs> no, what you got to do is just not use the designers. Yeah, yeah. Only so, XAML. That's how I live my life. XAML only. I don't want a designer. I don't need a designer. <laughs> so what Xamarin has now is uh, a preview. So as you're writing your XAML code, you get a preview on the right. And that's decent. Yeah. It's good enough for now. Yeah, I just I wish I turned data binding. I, I don't even want it. XAML only. I don't even want uh, it. No, I. Uh, it's too slow. Too slow. It's too slow. <laughs> it's actually good for small modifications and tweaks. Yeah, <laughs> sometimes it's nice. Yeah. Well, but, I, I I shouldn't be critiquing you. You're the master. Whatever, whatever. No, I just I got so used to it, especially with Android XML. Like I was just I don't even need a designer. Just let me just write resources. Are you good at styles? No. 
No, no, <laughs> no one is. <laughs> you can't learn it all. There's so much. There's so much. Yeah. So just kind of funny. I mean, so how's your experience been? How's your overall? You're, you're in love with it. You're going to change everything to Xamarin Forms? No, no, no. You don't do rewrites. <laughs> okay. But I, I am definitely uh, doing what we talked about of slipping that library into other apps. And then little new UI parts can be written in that library, Xamarin Forms. And then um, basically, I'm just going to make it my default file new project for now and see where that takes me. It's kind of a new commitment I have to myself, but I just want to get back to focusing on user interfaces and not focusing on engineering the greatest architecture ever, you know, yeah. ever. <laughs> Xamarin Forms, a new frontier. <laughs> yeah, let's go with that. Is that the show title? <laughs> show title. It's not. Sounds terrible. <laughs> Sounds terrible. Um, yeah, it's really good. I mean, I think that, uh, I think... I think it's it's interesting to see it evolve, and I'm sure we'll talk about it more on the podcast. And I'm sure it's a hot, interesting topic for a lot of developers coming in to kind of hear what we think of it and how we've used it a lot um, over the last, I mean, two years that it's been around, which is absolutely crazy. Um, Feels like but, longer, to be honest. I keep thinking two years, that's it. It's a young little duckling. No, maybe it's been longer. When is Xamarin Forms? Actually, you know what you, know what you can do is you go to NuGet. <laughs> And then you go to Xamarin Forms. Are you are you doing this live? Should we I'm doing this live. Elevator music. Type the NuGet website down. a little slow. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Version one dot dot six one eight eight came out on May twenty eighth two thousand fourteen. Two and a half oh. plus years ago. Uh, yeah, fascinating. Yeah. More than wow. More than. Okay, still feels like a young duckling. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is. I mean, when you compare it to iOS and Android, which have been around for a lot longer. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Anything else you want to cover on Xamarin Forms? No, I think I've uh, painted myself into a corner nicely. Now people are going to ask me, how's it going? Frank, <laughs> so the Xamarin I think Forms we better guy. stop now. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Well, awesome. This has been another Merge Conflict. I'm super excited. Thanks to Raygun for sponsoring the show. Thanks for Frank for falling in love with Xamarin Forms and just oh, becoming wow. a XAML master. <laughs> I'm just going to let that slide. Okay, cool. That's the Frank, the XAML master. That's the new show oh. title. Oh, okay. No. All right. Well, I'm James Montemagno, and this has been Merge Conflict. And I'm Frank Kruger. Thanks for listening. Peace. <laughs>